Hey guys, welcome to the 1ADC podcast. This is a one-off episode, not in routine with our regular episode releases. Rather, we'll have a few of these throughout the semester to dive into smaller topics. The main area of discussion for this episode is to discuss our internal equipment and in the grand scheme of things, give our current and future applicants an inside perspective of the recruitment process and some tips to help you stand out when applying. We'll return on point with our regular releases in routine with the Fortnite, but for now, there are timestamps below for easier access to areas and episodes you wish to browse to, and of course, our socials as well, so you can check out the application portal if you wish to apply. Enjoy the episode! So this week on the 1ADC podcast, we thought we'd take a small break from the world of corporate consulting to deep dive into the 1A degrees consulting recruitment process, because our recruitment drive is actually open right now. Uh, when this episode drops for semester twos, a uh, batch of fresh consultants and team leaders. So feel free to chuck in your application as you listen to this podcast or whenever you can. We have the huge honours today of bringing on our current people and culture director, Hassini. And also here with us today is Joanna, our lovely events director. So Hass, uh, Joe, of course, welcome to the podcast. And thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to sit down with me. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's nice to do something after the rigorous exam period we all just went through. But in a sense, uh, the audience members know you as 180's current director of PNC and director of events. But can you guys just give us a little brief introduction into yourselves and what you guys do beyond running 180DC and, of course, uh, browsing memes? Uh, I'll start with Joe on this one and has feel free to jump in after. Awesome. Thanks, Kev. So, hey, guys, I'm Joe. I'm currently completing my BCom and Deployment Languages. I actually started off um, my uni experience really as a first year student of architecture and bachelor design because I always had a passion of, you know, just creating art and like just designing cool wacky buildings. But then I really realized that architecture really just wasn't for me as a career, but I still wanted to engage my creative side. And that's what really motivated me to, yeah, apply for student clubs you know, where I still got to design logos, um, still doing that as a side hustle, actually. And it was through these student clubs that I got to find out what management consulting was and the interest I had in it ultimately um, led to a friend referral um, to 180 DC, uh, where I applied and uh, somehow miraculously got in and really just haven't looked back since. But beyond 180 and my other student clubs, um, I do a lot of baking projects. Um, such as baking bread, brownies, cookies, and I enjoy eating them. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joe. I, I guess a bit of background into me. I'm currently studying a Master of Management. I'm two years into it now, um, but I actually have an undergrad in pharmacy and I'm still practicing as a pharmacist as well. I guess to provide some context into why I made this switch to business and management, I guess I felt quite incongruous in the industry and sort of wanted to explore new ways to stretch myself and and reach new heights. Um, So I'm really grateful that I mustered the courage to take the leap of five years of education and student debt, but um, have to say I've never been happier than I am now. And I guess outside of 180 and uni, I'm a musical theatre performer um, and I'm currently choreographing for a children's theatre company. Um, And we're working on an adaptation of a Russian play about a magical flower. So it's very exciting. I actually didn't know that about you, Hass. Uh, the, the thing about Joe being a uh, pro baker, uh, that one I knew. <laughs> but I didn't know about your musical theatre background. Uh, definitely wasn't something I had, like, I guess, in the scope of things you did on 1ADC. But of course, thank you for those introductions. I felt they were very relevant and useful for our listeners to see who makes up a part of the executive team of our branch itself. Because it's really crazy to think about 
that one point in time where you guys would have been both considered applicants who were looking to commence your journeys in 180 degrees consulting, having both come on as consultants uh, many, many moons ago. And so as individuals who were once in that passenger seat of uh, really competitive equipment drive, having competed against hundreds of other different applicants, can you guys kind of describe how the experience differentiates from then when you were the applicant to now where you guys actually get to spearhead the entire recruitment process itself? Yeah, so I might start on that. So I actually applied for 180DC back in 2019. And as an applicant at that time, the screening was definitely more cover letter and CV, and CV heavy. But interviews wise, like it was still basically the same in terms of structure. I could got a case, I'd work on it with other students who are applying as well. And you'd present your findings um, to the executive team, followed by like individual behavioral um, with one of the executive members. But I do remember like in the behavioral section, it wasn't really the typical questions that you'd get asked. Like, for example, you know, like, why are you applying for this role? What social cause do you stand for the most? Like, it wasn't that. My, my interviewer asked me more like harder questions, for example, like, you know, how are you going? Like, how's the cool projects you're doing now going? Like my uh, recruiter at least, like made me super welcome, made me feel at home. Mm -hmm. And as an interviewer now, like I definitely almost subconsciously look back to how my experience was back in 2019, which wasn't intimidating to say the least. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, like that's how I want our 2021 candidates to feel coming into it all. And like you see when people apply, you know, how nervous or how confident they are, but regardless of how they are at that moment, like I'm very aware of how I would respond back to the applicants and I would make sure to, you know, stay alert and give everyone my undivided attention. Um, but at the same time, like it's so much fun to kind of see all the different kinds of people from different walks of life applying to 180. Yeah, it's been a very good experience so far. I definitely agree with everything Joe has said. It's It's been super fun, I guess, being on the other side. Um, to talk a bit about my uh, recruitment journey when I joined as a consultant, um, I interviewed in 2020, um, right before the pandemic hit, which was pretty lucky. I was still um, able to do an in-person interview um, and that sort of thing before everything went online. But I was definitely quite surprised when I got the position. I felt that with my pharmacy background and my science background, I didn't really have applicable skills. I didn't really feel very confident in myself, but I did really feel like the, the exec, the 2020 exec, they looked past all of that and they really gave me a chance. And so as PNC now, my role has really been about building out the infrastructure and the processes to ensure that our recruitment strategy, our human capital strategy is one that considers the human being and the individual as a whole person. It's not always, always about just skills and, and what you're good at and your experiences, but it's about, you know, your personality quirks, what makes you you, what makes you unique. And I've tried to build out a framework that really does consider all of those things and takes into account the candidate as, as a human. And uh, I think we've, we've done a pretty good job and it's just been super rewarding to have built that process out and to have gotten pretty positive feedback about it too. It's interesting to see how your experiences have shaped over time from uh, when you first joined to where you guys are now uh, being executives and having contribution to the next generation of consultants and team leaders, but also having that inside information on what a standout applicant looks like, having gone through the interview process itself. It's really interesting. 
Yeah, and so we've covered what your role mainly encompasses of your responsibilities, especially for those who want to become successors of Hass and join the future. Executive equipment is actually done quite uniquely as well in that 1ABC hires execs internally, but also source some externally as well. And so if anyone's interested from hearing what Joe and Hass does in their roles, executive recruitment is actually open later this year. But on the topic of unique, I want to talk about something that actually fits that criterion and also is the main topic of discussion for today, which is our internal recruitment. Because 1ABC has a very unique process on how we onboard our consultants, our team leaders, our executives, or even our content writers and this podcast team itself. And when I talk about that, I'm making specific reference to video interviews because I know from when I applied early this year to come on as the editor-in-chief for this podcast that this was the first year that 180 had decided to incorporate self-recorded interviews and it is the early student-run organisation that I know of that uses the format for applications. And so I think this question is a more directed at house, but can you explain our application process more in depth and highlight why 180 decided to use video interviews this year? Of course, certainly can. I guess in terms of how it's different to the processes that Joe and I touched on earlier is, of course, the introduction of video interviews. I would say the main drivers for implementing video interviews were firstly a desire to meet industry standards, particularly those in the consulting space. Secondly, we wanted the process to be very fair and inclusive. And lastly, we really needed to improve our screening efficiency. So to talk to our first point, I would say that one thing we've always tried to create is an experience as equitable to one that our consultants and team leaders can expect as they enter industry as young professionals. And this meant preparing them for the application process as well, which is clearly becoming increasingly rigorous with time. Um, and so incorporating best practices and industry standards also further legitimizes 180 as a leader. And you're right, Kev, we are actually the only organization uh, at Uni Melbourne campus that provides students with the opportunity to practice video interviews using a software provider that actually many organizations currently use, including BCG. And I guess the, the pre-recorded video submission system, it gives candidates the opportunity to share their unique skills and capabilities that they can't really accurately articulate in a resume or a cover letter. Um, and as well as that, on top of that, we've got unconscious biases and other confounding variables as well that we can also better control through this process. And it's really allowed our recruiters to evaluate our candidates collaboratively. Finally, uh, to talk to efficiency, um, since we've digitalized recruitment with this this new platform, it's allowed us to reduce screening time per candidate by approximately 50%, which was a major pain point for our branch with our application numbers sort of growing and expanding exponentially each year. So that's a bit of context into, into the why and the what of video interviews. I can definitely say um, on behalf of other execs as well, like using video screening has made the typical recruitment process a lot more engaging. Like in the past, you know, within other clubs, um, where I also took part in the recruitment process, like all you could really rely upon when assessing someone was their CV and cover letter, you couldn't really get a sense of who they really were beyond what you saw on paper. But with the video interviews, you know, I got to at least see a bit of um, who they are and a bit of sense of how interested they were um, to be a part of the 180 community as well. But I would say overall, Haas did a stellar job in setting it all up. The feedback we get got from candidates were super positive. And I guess like the key takeaway from them would be, you know, they were very grateful 
to kind of have the safe space to practice video interviewing and especially with the multiple tries that they got um, during the process as well. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you both uh, elaborate on there because I think media interviews can be very scary when you do it the first time around, right? Uh, being in front of a self-recorded screen and uh, listening to how your voice sounds can be very uncomfortable. But I think in preparation for it, when you do go for those professional app job applications, then you just have to kind of get over it. I find why I'm so comfortable, I guess, uh, when I'm editing episodes in the past and I can listen to myself over and over again is because I have gone through those media interviews uh, where this is the case. But what I'm super grateful for is that you guys have put together this nice deck for applicants to ensure that they know how to prep and they're also not nervous uh, when they start recording button. But on that note, I guess, is uh, do you guys personally have any recommendations for anyone who wants to apply for 180 Degrees Consulting as a consultant or a team leader but, and are kind of on the fence about it? And any tips or tricks to perhaps get onto your good side? I would definitely say do the research. Um, it show us, you know, in your application process that you know who we are what we do and what we actually stand for and I would say definitely have a good look at our values um, to kind of understand um, what kind of organization we are and again like what we stand for but besides that I would say don't be afraid to show off your achievements but I would keep note of how you do this especially like you know you don't want to come off as too arrogant you want to show like a level of humility and also the fact that you know when you succeed in all these accomplishments it really is a part of like not just your personal efforts but like a team effort as well like people have you've learned from them and then you kind of brought them to they kind of brought you to where you are today I definitely echo everything Joe was saying um and in, in addition to that I would say that the people who do make a really good impression are the ones who are authentically themselves and you know they know how to, to balance the flex, like Joe said, um, with, you know, genuine humility and character. Um, I guess my second piece of advice would be just relax. I want you guys to know that we really do want you to make it. Everyone in the exec really does want you to, to thrive and to get this, this position. Remember, we're humans on the other side of the application. Um, we're not an AI that screens your words and, and looks for key, you know, key elements. And we don't screen you out either based on a few measly criteria. We, we really do take our time. So it's important you devote yourself in a similar way to the application too. And lastly, most importantly, Joe already said this, but just be yourself and really tap into what makes you unique and who you really are, because we do value people who can be vulnerable and uh, are proud of, of their being in their person. So I think those would be my top. Yeah, uh, definitely. I really think that our listeners who are looking to apply or have already actually applied, feel free to take some notes there as those are some really great points to uh, practice and also incorporate into your mindset for when you actually do go through the process itself. <laughs> it's like you guys just read off a cheat sheet on what great mentality looks like when applying. But actually, that wasn't the final note because I want to stick to the tradition of the 1ADC podcast and outro with uh, interesting question that leaves our viewers more intrigued about the episode itself. And so for our concluding question, I wanted to kind of dawn upon your experiences through university so far, uh, not just in 1ADC, but outside as well, because I remember a, a friend of mine recently asked me something that was quite upfront. I think he asked me, uh, looking back on the immense amount of experiences one does go through during uni, do I feel old now <laughs> being in my fourth year of uni? And 
having provided my answer to that, I wanted to kind of pose that question to you guys, but with a little twist to it, because Joe, I, I know you're about to conclude your fifth and final year at uni, and as, as you mentioned earlier on, you did wrap up your studies at Monash, and now you're doing your master's at uh, the MBS. And so my question is, if a first year undergraduate student walks up to you, clueless about how she, he or she should shape their university experiences, if you only had time to give one piece of advice on anything uh, based off your past prior experiences, uh, what would you say and why? Oh my gosh, when you said I was in my fifth and final year of uni, I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. But to answer the question, I would say get yourself involved with the uni as much as possible. And when I say this, I'm talking about, you know, attending those networking events that you find in student clubs, but also applying for committee roles um, in student societies if you have the time to do so because you learn so much um, about team and organizational dynamics, along with, you know, knowing how to communicate to different kinds of people, which at the end all add up to super invaluable experience, like through participating in committees, you know, like for me at least, I not only, you know, enhanced my own experience by surrounding myself with other super talented people um, and learning from them at the same time, but it was also fulfilling to know that the work you do in these clubs also help to enrich other students' experiences. I definitely agree with all of that, Joe. but I must say I'm definitely the oldest here, guys. Please don't talk about age. I feel, I feel like an ancient gnome. But I guess my piece of advice for someone who's just started out at uni is it's a big, big world out there. Um, and I know it can seem pretty overwhelming when you start, but don't be afraid to stray from the majority and find unique and challenging experiences of what you think you like. So, for example, you know, an architecture degree can lead to you designing runways. A pharmacy degree can lead to you working in med tech or cosmetics. And a science degree can lead to you becoming a marine biologist and swimming with dwarf mink whales and working with the Australian Greens to prevent oil drilling in the ocean. These are actually all examples of career paths that my friends have actually gone down. So it, it, can, it can happen and it is possible. So follow your dreams and be open to chasing new ones as they appear. And lastly, I feel like this is three, three things, three pieces of advice that, that I would give, but fall in love with learning and growing. It can get really stressful during the semester, even just to keep your head above water. But instead of thinking, oh my God, look at everything that I have to do, Instead, think, look at everything I get to do. So I would say just be grateful and enjoy the ride. Wow. That's a great insights into shaping your university experiences. And definitely a great way to conclude our episode today. Uh, I found it really insightful to listen to you guys. And so I want to extend my thank you to the both of you for not only being great executives, but also taking the time and the dedication you guys have to come on to this episode and share the things you have today. So I'm super keen to see what's next in line with us, especially in the upcoming semester. Yeah, before we end up the episode, thanks heaps again, Kev, for inviting us onto this special episode. And to our listeners, we hope you were able to learn a bit more about who we are and how our recruitment process will play out for all those keen to apply for the semester. Um, but if you want to find out more about how you can apply, check out our website, uh, 180dcunimelb.org. Check out our Facebook and LinkedIn page for more recruitment info and upcoming events by searching up uh, 180DC University of Melbourne. And that's it from us, really. Good luck, everyone, and looking forward to seeing your apps. Bye.